all of us deal with this issue you know we want to make things simple but it doesn't really happen and uh, we also want to do a lot of things that we really want to do so how we can be consistent how can we slow down and really concentrate on things that we would like to do and that's exactly why i invited our guest speaker today so let's get into it i'm ishani nigam your host a recent graduate from the University of Melbourne streaming from Australia i help businesses entrepreneurs in this post covid world to reach their target audience through engaging and intriguing audiovisual content but over here i help you aspiring leaders students from all across the globe to take your first step towards your goal this season we're taking your first step ever There's also a bit of twist to it. We will be discussing something very important in taking your first step, which is you. It's all about you, your abilities and your internal environment that takes you to the first step. So my friends, get ready and get started for an engaging and really informative season where I engage with accomplished people who have taken their first step but the way to the first step has been building their inner capabilities and that is what we are going to unleash this season so if you are interested to take that first step in whatever profession you want to at wherever place you are right now then get ready for this season to my first step ever if you have just tuned into this episode then i have just one thing for you to say that's a great idea because for the next 25 minutes i'm going to take you through or talk you through story of a person whose life went from uncertainties to an empowered and fulfilled life so please join me in welcoming a leader in the australian fitness industry an author a speaker master coach and most importantly a friend to help you see the brighter side of the life adrian lee hi adrian welcome on my first step ever hello and thank you for having me i am super excited today ashani and as i said prior i'm probably a little too energized for our episode today but hopefully I can tame it down and give you some good quality value and uh, hopefully the listeners will be able to take some some good things away to implement into their life. I'm very sure about that and I love your energy so keep that going for this episode as well. So Adrian, uh thank you so much first of all and it's a pleasure to have you on this show. I'm really happy that you're willing to help out our young aspiring leaders and students across the globe to understand some really important aspects of life. Uh, especially health and fitness the area that you really really are leading in and training our industry veterans everywhere so you, your story currently says that you're a master coach in fitness and lead and linkedin lead generations which yeah. also means that you have done th- 10000 over personal training sessions and you have many more accolades that is in shine in your bag of achievement right now but i see that your story was a little different from what it is right now when you were born brought up and then you were living in your teens so could you take us through the early life in the countryside as you say and why did you wish to suddenly uh, want to you know get out of that and 
just be in the profession that you're in? Okay. So firstly, I think um, I grew up in like more of an entrepreneurial family. So um, my dad had his own business. Um, he was a carpenter and then he became like a home builder in, in the town of Shepparton. And dad, dad and mum both, but more so like uh, mum was very active. So mum never worked past 32, I think. She was just more of a um, stay-at-home mum to support dad. And mum was very active. So mum was like loved tennis. She loves bowls. She loves being social. And I think that's where I got a lot of the social qualities from mum. Um, but dad was very much reserved. He liked his own privacy. And I love that too. I'm very private as well. I don't like to share heaps of everything, but sometimes I do because that's the social side of mum coming out. But essentially there were things that mum and dad um, ingrained in me from a very early age and that one thing was work ethic so if I wanted anything in life I had to one I had to make my own way to get there so therefore I'd have to walk to to get a job or to go and look for work um I'd have to they would get me up at a certain time every morning and I'd be out the door and I'd be I'm walking down with my you know my resumes and that that they'd help me put together and I'd go and find a job because there were things in life that I wanted. And as a young person, I grew up in like a, my parents were quite older. So I'm 37 now. Mum is like 78. If mum's watching this, please don't, uh, if I've got the, the age wrong, mum, please don't hurt me. Um, and dad passed away a few years ago. So about four, four or five years ago now, dad passed away and he was 86. So growing up, I felt very uncomfortable with, especially, you know, like when you're just, finding yourself as a young person, um, I was kind of embarrassed around that. But the things that they taught me, life skills, are uh, of why I'm having the success I am right now in life. And, it's, and I'm not saying that for ego. I'm not trying to impress anyone. I'm saying it to impress upon you that it's the consistency of those things that pay off over time, right? So, and fitness was the foundation for that. So early on, mum got me active, she got me into sports, she got me, into, you know, to whatever. But eventually, I found the weight room at 17, the weights room, the gym, and I joined my first gym at like a sports stadium and it was very much a bodybuilding style, like athletic sort of gym. And I met some awesome people there and that's where my love for fitness really started to, start to, got, to get started. And I haven't stopped since. I've trained pretty much every week unless I've had a week off since that time. But it's more so those life habits. And what it teaches you is to be present. It teaches you to slow down and be present in the moment and focus on what you're actually doing. And these days in a, in a world where, you know, everyone is fast-paced until recently in the last year where people have had to slow down because we've been forced to do that and they've been forced to stay at home and think about life and that is the key right thinking but then taking action so um, that's where the journey started um, and I got my first job and then I moved to Melbourne when I was around 22 to grow to learn to evolve um, and to more importantly progress because that's what life is about if you progress in life automatically you progress in other areas you're happy you're a happy person generally because you're progressing, you're moving forward. And fitness then aligns with your relationships. You have better relationships. You have a better work environment because you're happier. You have, chances are, your finances 
will be in better, will be in check, right? All those things. So you'll just be ho- happier in all areas of life. And yeah, so that's that's where it all started. And it's just evolved from there into family life. And it's just life now. So yeah, that's a bit, a bit of the story. Very glad that you answered that question in that depth. Because I think the top three things that I see, and I'm really happy that the listeners can really understand and take out from your story. The first thing I think that was your environment that you grew in, which actually taught you the right skills for living life, you know, for being fulfilled, what really matters and discipline is the key. So that, that's really uh, nice that you had that from the very beginning. And I'm really uh, happy that our listeners are getting to see the result of this in your story in the way you speak, in the way you do your job. So if any one of you are really interested to know what Adrian is really doing, please check out his LinkedIn account and much more from there you'll see. Second thing that you said that we need to really slow down and think before we do things and which was very rightly said. The th- and the third thing that you said was uh, regarding your career that you always wanted to progress, do more and always wanted to grow and that's life that you just mentioned. So lovely. I'm really happy to listen to that because now the second question that comes to my mind is that, so when you thought of starting your own venture, what was the challenges you faced as a first time entrepreneur, but also because you had sort of a background, not you, but your parents, you could, you saw that while growing up, did that in any way help you? When dad passed away, I went through like, um, uh, you know, emotional, uh, I was in emotional state because dad was very, he was very much a key part of my life. He was a mentor. He was like my best friend. Um, and I went through like that grieving phase that everyone goes through. But it taught me that life is so short. One quote that I really cling to and I look at every single day, right? So there's, there's two things here. One is to keep death close, right? So what that means is, is that it's not to think about that you're going to die today. What it is is to live with urgency, now is the time, not I'm too busy. Well, guess what? Like it's just an excuse. It's priority, right? And maybe you just don't, you're not living a fulfilling life. Maybe you're not doing something that really gets you fired up every day, that launches you out of bed. So um, for me, I went through some of that, that pain and that. But what come out of it is I thought, you know what? Now's the time to shine. You know, I'd, I'd had some, I, um, I did some of my own research. I started doing some self-development before work. Um, so what I did was is the challenging things that were happening in early on was, number one, I was hungry to get out of my job, right? I, I was getting paid really well. However, um, I used that to start leverage and learning on how to build like a business, right? So the first thing I did was I had, say, eight months of um, annual leave. So I said, you know what? I'm taking eight months off. So I took eight months off. I went out and used my network, right? So I'd already started building a network on LinkedIn in the early days. I leveraged my network and my connections through the construction industry. And I started to go out into, you know, the company head offices and do group training at lunchtime. So I spent eight months doing that. And then I was like, hmm, um, you know, I was like, this is kind of time for money. You know, I'm traveling a lot. It's, you know, I'm not really loving it. And I was like, how can I leverage this? So 
I thought, I'll hire a business coach. So that was the first thing. I hired a business coach that I knew, love and trusted, who I'd been following for a, a couple of years. And um, I engaged him for his services. And then, like, we ended up working together for, like, you know, three plus years. And and my point is, is that during that journey, um, it was okay for me to let go of that face-to-face, right? So I had someone who was giving me direction and he said to me, Adrian, what is it that you really want to do? I was like, I, I really want to do this online thing because, you know, I want to have a family. I want to be home with my, my child and my wife and I want to support them on that journey. So I need to start thinking about that. And that was the real, like, that was the time I was like, I'm just going to go hard and we're not going to have a family until um, I have that freedom, which is financial freedom to bring someone else into the world um, and give them what they need without the stress and worry about finances and things like that. So I went back to work. I hired another coach who was, who'd been and done what I wanted to do. He built multi-million dollar fitness business. His, his was like a, um, he was a veteran in the industry. That means he kind of start he paved the way for online and I hired him. And so we had a, a game plan for, it was 12 months. So we, we made a, a goal for 12 months to get out of my full-time job again. And he goes, you know what, Adrian, you need to halve that. So we halved it and then we took another month off, two months off, four months. So I went back to work for four months. And every day I was just focused on the things that I could control. So for the online world, all you need is your phone so you can shoot video and create content. And two, you need a calendar booking so you can take calls, so you can book people in for a call. So now, out of all the things I could focus on, such as like shiny objects, like websites, all these fancy funnels and stuff, and they all play in a role, but not in the beginning. Simplicity is the key, right? Phone, shoot content, put it on Instagram, put it on Facebook, put it on LinkedIn. Then... You need to be able to connect with your market. So you need to be able to have a conversation. You need to build an audience, right? And you need a strategy behind it so there's no guesswork. That's what I did. In four months to the day, it was April 16. Um, I think it was April 15 that I left my job and I was out on the online world and I haven't gone back since. Now, here's the thing. There's been a lot of ups and downs. Lots of ups and downs. It ain't easy. And most people will fail. But here's my big advice for anyone starting a business, right? You need to support yourself. You need to have a job. You need to then support yourself with that income and then build this other thing. It's going to take time, right? So no matter the marketing that you see online these days, right, it's probably going to take five times that long. So whatever you see on Facebook ads or in the market saying, hey, 5X your income in four four seconds. No, it's marketing hype. The reality thing is that if you want to grow a business, it's probably going to take you 10 years. Are you willing to put in the work for that time? If you're not, then don't even get started. For me, I'm in it for the long game. Why? Because the foundation of fitness is all about long-term sustainable habits. Like, um, 
today I go through the same challenges as anyone else. However, one thing I've learned along the way is to build relationships, is to network, is to leverage your network, is to build partnerships and referrals, give back to the community, serve them, reward them, make them want to be part of your vision, right? And your journey. I see goal setting has been a major, you know, drive. But more than that, it is your own, you know, passion for the fitness industry and that you really believe in this. And one thing that I see common is that you approached a coach that who had done exactly what you wanted to and has done really well. And you kind of went up to that person and want to learn that as soon as possible, everything. But one thing I think you mentioned very correctly, like someone who's starting off right now are aspiring leaders, students graduating, whichever field they are listening to you right now. I think they've really got that golden nuggets from what you were mentioning that it takes time, but you really need to be consistent and keep building upon it. So thank you for sharing your personal journey i see it also takes a lot of inner strength inner capabilities and now that the world is changing with very rapid speed and there's so much uncertainty around us and also creates a kind of chaos in our own minds so how do you use your inner strength to deal with the chaos and keep your inner uh, feelings your mind your body so uh, peaceful that whatever is happening outside you're okay to go out in the world great question Focus on the things that you can control. So the things that you can control are your habits, whether you exercise or not, whether you eat healthy food, whether you feed your brain with, you know, books and learnings and whatever, you know, whether it's a podcast or this, you know, episode right now. But those are the things. Focus on what you want, not what you don't want. So. Like, and, you know, some of these things could sound like a bit cheesy in a way, but it's so true, right? Because if I focus on what is happening on the TV, they're just, that's not going to move the needle in my life. It's not going to impact anyone around me apart from bring them down. Like, and if you look at the last year, if you look at the environment we're in, people just need a bit more positivity. Absolutely. Like, you know, We've all been through the struggles, every single one of us. But, like, how about sharing a bit of positivity? Like, you know, inspiring people to take action, walk away with one thing today and just build momentum. So, yeah, focusing on those things that you can control. There's so many things I could say right now um, about self-development and entrepreneurship and, and all that. But essentially, you know, it's a person-to-person thing. Like fitness. Focus on those things you can control. And, yeah, like, and I, and I think the last thing is listen to what you're saying to others. So what are the words that are coming out of your mouth? Because what happens is, is that they bleed into everything that you do. If you take shortcuts in one area, chances are you're going to take shortcuts in other areas. For example, you know those people at the supermarket who get something from like the the fruit and veg aisle, fruit and veg, and then you see the fruit and veg ending up in like the freezer aisle, like on the opposite side of the supermarket because they don't want to put it back. Those little things, right, they're the shortcuts that you take in your life. And the reality is, is that 
you know, if you're wanting to build a business or become better in any area, whether it's your work or career or, you know, your fitness or your mindset or whatever, right, um, then you've just got to focus on those things um, that you can control and, like, stay true to yourself. Success loves speed. I want the answers now. So I go to the people who I pay them for the answers. Tell me what I need to do and I'll pull the trigger and I'll get my team to support this. That's what it's about. Like if I want to, you know, work out how to do it like a maximum deadlift, I'm going to hire a coach. I'm, a, I'm an online trainer, right? Yep. Right? But I don't know everything and I don't want to know everything and I don't want to be the best personal trainer in the world. There's many other people way better than me, except there's skills that I've learned along the way, right? And that one thing is being able to, one, build a team really fast and delegate things that are not in your genius, not in your 2 to 5%, right? Such as, for example, right, I'm not an SEO specialist on websites. So what did I do? Found someone who's an expert. Same thing with graphic design. I'm not an expert in graphic design. So what did I do? Found someone who's an expert at that. Same thing. I don't go and try and pull my own teeth out. I go to a dentist. If I want to get my car fixed, I don't do it myself because it's not in my genius, right? It's not, it's not the best use of my time on this planet. I'd rather find someone else who is highly passionate about that for them to do it. So... Yeah, they're like, they just got to get started. The key is to build momentum and you find out your own journey. And I think that trickles down and um, kind of ha has a, people can take out really good meaning out of that when you mentioned that if I'm not good at everything because a person is, he can be good at certain things, but not everything. And you are not really shy to admit it or no one should be shy to admit it. And you are willing to give the other person who was really good in that the you know that that particular moment to him that you're really good at it please come and help me with that and it's also it's a collaborative process it's a team building process and it's a team building mindset that you have that you work together with somebody and i think that's amazing because at this age if people are young they're college life universities if you're listening to this i think it's a very good mindset that you can start building on if you know your strength and if you know your group mate strength you know how to take that thing forward as a team member. And that's something that's really good that you touched upon, Adrian, right now. And I was just thinking in that different, multiple ways that people can, you know, make use of it. So really, thank you for bringing that up. Besides everything that you mentioned, it was so, I, I really love the example that you had given for the, uh, the retail store, which really yeah. makes that the small habits of yours they really determine what you'll be doing in different areas of your life so really one needs to be mindful and conscious of what you're really doing what you're saying as you just mentioned um moving forward as you said that you do not want to be the best uh, you know fitness coach in the world but you have mastered your skills and simple is the best policy to go forward with and that is something that i mentioned uh, sort of saw on your uh, profile that you started to talk about just about postures and that is so basic of our own lifestyle the, the way we sit and everything that was so true because although everyone is there to help you with fitness and everything but that is the root cause you know your posture how what we're doing and so i think i really like the preposition that 
you have put out there and that how you help your clients out with so if you would like to give any top 3 tips to our listeners today regarding that so i would be really happy to uh, listen in to regards that. to fitness yes yes okay this is really easy <laughs> okay right number 1 simplify your exercise routine right so what that simply means is if you if you're if you're not someone who goes to the gym then don't go to the gym you know if you're wanting to reshape your body then you're going to have to do something that's going to cause a stimulus for that that muscle more importantly to grow so essentially you just need to do some time of weight bearing activity whatever that looks like for you and that you can be consistent with All right. So maybe it's, you don't care about that. Maybe it's just being active. Whatever it is, simplify it. Don't overthink it. All right. In the beginning. Yeah. Number two, simplify your nutrition. Eat real foods. We all know what re- real foods are. All right. If we go back centuries ago, what did most people eat? Like the caveman days. They lived off the earth. Real food. Right. um it's going to nourish you energize you give you the mental clarity the focus the happiness everything lower stress all by eating real food as an example right i keep it really simple i just eat three meals a day and maybe a protein shake after the gym right a, a plant based one um but i eat like three times a day mainly like meat and veg that's it and then at dinner so i can aid in my sleep which is highly important i eat more carbohydrates yeah so i eat more sweet potatoes potatoes rice things like that remember i'm staying active which means the more active you are the more carbohydrate you can eat to refuel the body okay and that's like i said that's case to case nutrition keep it simple simplify your nutrition eat real food third part simplify your thinking get out mother nature right without distractions maybe go for a bushwalk go hiking just do something out in mother nature where you're not being distracted by other people and your phone social media anything like that the simple things in life right walking water sleep activity very simple but the problem is is that people are too distracted and focused on things that don't actually matter 99% of things don't matter how's that most things don't matter right what does what does matter that's up to people to find out for me simple life is a happy life lovely right? lovely i think uh, just by what but when i hear you saying go simple in your life simplify things that automatically brings down the kind of pressure that you build in your head about uh, yeah. how you're going to go forward and, and that's why i think um we are i'm so happy and pleased to have you on the podcast because it really aligns with what we're trying to tell people out there take small steps take simple steps to reach your goal it's not going to happen overnight So thank you Adrian it was amazing and I I really like this half an hour that I spent over here talking to you I hope our listeners have also and I have so have you enjoyed sharing your story just before you leave uh I do this with every guest speaker who have come over here are you able to leave us with a quote 
for our listeners a saying or a quote that you really resonate with? Oh, time flies when you're having fun, but uh, <laughs> quotes. All right. I actually have one here. It's one of my favourite quotes. Ah, uh, it's by Bruce Lee. Oh, wow. I want to hear that. It's not the daily increase, but the daily decrease. Hack away at the unessential. Simplify. So at the end of this episode, now I feel a bit more confident of what can lead me to slow down, understand what are the simple things in life that will really help me be consistent with what I'm doing in my life today. And hopefully it has helped you as well. So thank you to our guest speaker today, Adrian Lee. And please follow us on Spotify, Google or Apple Podcast. Also, if you have any comments, you like to give any feedback or if you really like to listen to someone... Please follow us on Instagram, my first step ever underscore IN and let me know. And before I take a leave, I would like to say, start believing in yourself. And most importantly, keep believing in yourself. I am Ishani Nigam, your host for my first step ever signing off for this week and eagerly waiting to have you and our next speaker again for the next week. See you.